family how's everybody doing today another lovely day it's a little bit chilly got some nice rain gonna get a lot of rain tomorrow so fortunately everything i need to do is inside 
Guys, I hope you had an absolutely beautiful weekend. It was uh, very exciting to do Brothers in the Bible yesterday on Sunday because we had Jeff. Jeff was here with us, so if you did not catch that episode and you want to hear some good old scripture and and the passion that, that only Jeff can bring in an amazing way, go check that out. Um, he will be joining us a little bit more, a little bit more, and a little bit more until he gets back up. But nonetheless, I am just happy to have him on as well. If you guys did not catch Jay Wu's first show, we did a little uh, sound check early. Everything went great. Sound worked on all ends. And uh, so proud of him. He's doing a great job. And I'm not sure what the schedule is going to be yet. So ask him or he will say in chat when he pops in here. Nonetheless, guys, I hope you had a great weekend. We're at Kilted Christian, episode 490. Getting your house in order and what is the gospel. Going to be kind of two parts once we get into that section after we get into a little bit of news. But in the meantime, Kilted Christian 490. Let's get to it. We are many nations around the world, comprised of many cultures, but we stand together in a battle between good and evil. We're the seekers of wisdom, the bringers of truth, the hands of heaven, and the voices of reason. As the world tries to divide us by our differences, we only grow stronger as we are bound together as the children of God. All right. For those who did, I did not get a chance to say hello to an opening. God bless you. I'm thankful you were here. Once again, I hope you all had an absolutely beautiful weekend. We're going to have a great week. A little bit of rain coming in. Got a nice little holiday that they're trying to change the name of, the truth giving. I, I like Thanksgiving personally. I'm not going to change any of that stuff because they're also trying to change our Merry Christmas, which we'll never let happen either. And that's coming up too. Loving it right now because everyone's putting their lights up. Um, this one of those times of year that I'm going to really looking forward to bringing um, my mom out. We're going to kind of go do a little bit of night driving here in a couple of weeks just because she loves looking at the Christmas lights and they're already just absolutely beautiful. And this little city that we live in loves Christmas. So we get all kinds of the trees up too, right, Living? Yeah. There we go. Yeah, the tree is up. Mm-hmm. Yep. The, the the town tree. The town tree, not our tree. Yeah, exactly. Our, our tree will be up uh, Thanksgiving like normal people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, no, like normal people. That's hilarious. Well, other than tired, how are you doing living? Um, I'm doing great. It's really kind of dreary today, so it kind of wipes you out when you're used to it being 75 or 80 degrees at, during this time of the year, but I'm getting used to it. Oh, yeah, I know. I I hate, I, I still can't want to take a nap. Yeah, I know. I still can't stand this daylight savings time. No. I like when we, off. Moon Wolf and I went out to Lowe's to go pick up some things. We could build some shelves for our plants. And uh, by the time we got back, it was dark and I couldn't <laughs> do anything. And I, I don't like that because my mind, I'm sure many of you are the same way. When I get focused on something, I mm -hmm. want to do it and nothing can stop me except for light. Well, and also you get up a little bit later, so you only have four or five hours of light. Yeah, but I also go to bed hours. way later. But and you go to bed when the light's coming. Yeah. So if there was light at nighttime, I'd get be great. so much done. I would get <laughs> no so kidding. much done. Put some lights outside. Yeah, exactly. Some floodlights so it can get uh, you can get some nighttime. Going. Yeah, we need we need more floodlights. Yeah, that, that'll be I guess that'll be the next project. But the greenhouse is done. It's done. Can you believe that, everybody? I did throw up some pictures in a KC Telegram. So it's done. It looks awesome. And I'm so proud of him for figuring that stupid thing out. Yes, yeah, it literally it was bad. It literally took his sucks. disposing of the directions yeah, and doing, just it doing it my way. And hey. Hey, it worked. It got together. Yeah, it got together and it's still there with a little wind today. So, hey, we're pretty good. It's tied. It's uh, screwed down, right? Exactly. Down, and then, and whatever. also, um, 
Steve Cusick, our chicken is going to be nice and warm. We we wrap the uh, we wrap we wrap the coop. Mm-hmm. So the coop is wrapped. So yep. we'll have that during. But we made it to where we could actually fold that back, so they can still get sung when it's nice. So, so Steve Cusick, the chicken is one it's happy better. chicken. Yep. Although he's picking on everybody. Yeah, Steve, you better have a talk with this dude. He is <laughs> uh, picking on the whole the whole clan there. He. Uh, he won't let anybody eat when he's eating. He's a picking chicken. Exactly. Yeah. He, he says, hey, I'm eating first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, kind of cool, actually. They're really neat, though. We're getting like one egg a day. So yeah, I guess that's normal. At the moment, I think it's from the same chicken. Yeah, it's from the same chicken. It's from Espresso. Hey, and thanks for the prayers for getting the... We're going to have to let the chickens roam around in that once I finish the floor. Because we, we put masonite down. Um, over the planks that we had because we had some pallets we put down mason i over the top of that and then i took the leftover flooring that i had from our house and laid that down yeah it looks um, pretty cool on the inside yeah looks so it's nice. it's nice it's it's literally like three different floors because uh, yeah. we just use what was left over mm-hmm. so we've got brown gray it's like a big hodgepodge yep. of, of different color flooring like, it looks cool the plants won't care oh the plants won't care <laughs> and then we used the leftover pallets that we had because i don't like spending money um, to actually Thanks make truth. the shelves that we needed, but I had to go get a couple two by fours. Unfortunately, they were on sale, so that was awesome. Yeah, so it, we're coming along. Yeah, yeah, we're getting so there. It's getting, we're getting there. I think almost outside's done for the year, right? Yeah, for the, I mean, actually, the winter. Yeah, we're year. we're ready for the winter. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Ready to go. We're only supposed to get one egg a day from four chickens. Hmm, those, those chickens need to earn their keep, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're feeding them. They need to earn their feed. Yeah. Actually, our coop is pretty cool, though. We have two houses in there and stuff like that. So um, we have one um, hen is laying in the same spot every time, which is interesting that they're not moving around. But there's some, the two bigger ones, I think, took over the bigger coop. That's just pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Well, they got house. plenty of room now. We're going to get a couple yeah. of uh, silky, um, silky hens here in the next couple of days just so we have six total and then hopefully they get along with each other we'll see uh hey montana do winter crops i think everything that we're going to do will be in the greenhouse that we're starting yeah we're going to start um probably maybe a month before spring gets mm-hmm. here we're going to start putting some uh getting all of our seedlings and everything growing we're going to mm-hmm. till our our ground um right before spring so that'll be ready to go and then we're going to plant but we we actually have the garden over next to our compost pile yes. and the chicken so we can just kind of move everything around and and we've got grubs in our compost so yeah. the chickens are loving that oh yeah it's pretty awesome They're pretty right. neat though get to get everything going so we're doing really well a little behind time on the greenhouse but hey right. whatever well, it's, it's still, up and done it, it's still up before spring yeah you know? so that, that was my goal <laughs> after i couldn't get it together that was our goal right oh my god yeah <laughs> It's going to be, that'll be one thing to always remember, this greenhouse. What did it say? Lynn says, probably not silkies are usually pick on the, uh, yeah, they, that, from what I was reading about the silkies is they'll actually sit on other chicken's eggs. Oh, wow. So are, is he saying that they're not, they're not nice? I don't know. Who said that? Lynn. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. We'll Probably see. Silkies are usually picked, are usually picked on. Yeah, I just don't want to go out. Oh, okay. I get, yeah. Oh, really? Well, Steve, Steve Cusick chicken picks on everything. So, you yeah. know, he, he's an equal opportunity hater. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, so we're yeah, we'll doing good. Get into a little bit of news and we're going to get into our, our two part, um, our two part, uh, little topic that we're going to have this evening. 
Um, just, Dustin Emos will be on with us next week. He's spending some little time with his family yeah, for the holidays, is. which mm -hmm. is awesome. Um, we will be getting a couple other guests on um, discussing, going in further as to what we were talking about with Moonwolf last week. So mm -hmm. that'd be pretty cool. We're just making sure we have a day where they can both come on at one time. And then at some point, um, DW is going to be on here with this as well. Um, I got behind today working on helping uh, Jay Wu get his show up the last couple of days, making sure everyone was tip top. So we're, we're good to go. Now I can relax there because it sounded good. All the audio came through. So let's get into a little bit of news. So as you guys know, I spent a lot of time this weekend going through video footage. Mm -hmm. There's 40,000 hours of video footage. Let me, let me put that into some terms, okay? There are just a little bit over 8,000 hours a year, <laughs> okay? 8,000 hours a year. So that means that if one person was looking through that 40,000 hours worth of footage, it would take them over 40 years to, to watch this video footage. That's crazy. So um, the problem that I ran into is that a lot of people got on this. I mean, give it to the Anons. They don't waste any time. Um, I got through, I think, a total of eight hours since Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and today. Um, the problem is that a lot of people were starting at the beginning. So I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm, there's no point. It was all looking to the same footage. So I went to the end. And then I started noticing that other people did the same exact thing that I did. So then I jumped to the center. So um, I'm hoping that, you know, I'm in a spot where, where they aren't. But so anyways, there's a lot of people looking through the footage. And I'll be honest with you, just from what I have viewed so far and what I've seen other people posting, there's already enough proof of everything that we ever thought. And uh, we'll go through some of that here in just a moment. So first off, um, this is interesting. So Representative Clay Higgins says, and quote, no less than five to 10 Democrats will resign from Congress after the January 6th footage was released to the public. Um, interesting. That is interesting. And, and I agree with the matter of fact, uh, so far, we've been trying to keep a little tally. There's been roughly 10 congressmen or senators that have said that they will note that they're not going to be running for reelection. So there's something coming up. Yeah, resignations, um, not running again. Um, excuses. There's something going on. Like I said, mm -hmm. I, I would love to think, My love opinion. to think that there's white hats out there doing something right now. We'll have to wait and see. But there's a lot transpiring all of a sudden. We're going to get into some of those things tonight, as well as more Q stuff lining up to the day, mm -hmm. um, which is also interesting. So um, this is one thing. First off, right here, um, oddly timed with the January 6th stuff coming out. Um, so far, there have been multiple companies that have suspended their ad campaigning from X or from Twitter. IBM, Apple, Lionsgate, European Commission, Disney, Paramount, Warner Brothers, Comcast, NBC Universal, and a lot more. Um, they all oddly removed their marketing from Twitter the, the day, starting the day that the January 6th footage was released. Now, the only thing that concerns me really about the January 6th footage, now I'm, I'm grateful that they released the footage, but I'm also skeptical, you guys, surprised? No, skeptical because I just don't trust any of these people. And I, and if anybody can let me know, I know that um, right now the, the government is on break. I know Congress and Senate took a break. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure if they're going to be coming back right after um, Thanksgiving or if this is a break that goes all the way through January. I'm not quite sure. But nonetheless... What has me skeptical about the January 6th thing is they released it right before they went on a break. So were they hoping that we go through it and we forget about it by the time January comes around because enough, enough 
crazy stuff happens between now and then that we memory hole it. I don't know because I know that a lot of the Anons are never going to let this drop. But that's my only skeptical aspect because I don't know when Congress and Senate are coming back or if this is going to be a break all the way until January. I'm, I will see. But nonetheless, um, the footage is out. And uh, I just don't trust our Congress. So the 28th of November, yeah. Suski says, okay, good. So they will be back briefly and then leaving again for their, their long break. Okay. How, so, how nice. So we'll see um, where this goes. Nonetheless, is the footage is pretty damning and it doesn't, it basically breaks the, the um, commission, the January 6th commission just rips them apart. And it shows that they literally withheld loads of video footage. Now keep this in mind. A lot of the video footage that we've seen that proves what we know came from people's phones. And that wasn't the footage they were really looking in during the uh, the commission, the January 6th commission. They were using the footage that was in the White or in the Congress building, outside the Congress building, and so forth. So it was all the federal cameras that they were using. But they cherry-picked and nitpicked certain things, and then they deceptively edited it and then added sound even to some of those clips that didn't have sound in order to put their um, viewpoint across. So the majority of the footage that we've seen at the very least shows everybody just calmly walking through um, Congress or walking through the uh, congressional um, house. And it shows the police shaking hands with people, escorting them in, literally people cleaning up uh, trash that they saw on the side. You know what I'm saying? So it was literally, it was the exact opposite of what they were saying. On top of that, there was a couple other things that were really damning um, that were also caught. So I'm going to get to those as I um, run through my list real quick because I don't have them in order. So um, next we have, how does this make sense? So this is this is uh, sad and part of our world right now. How does this make sense? I go to CVS and I use self-checkout. Machine eats a $5 bill, only um, brought cash. So a girl walks in, steals makeup, and then leaves, and they do nothing. But yet CVS held this person for 40 minutes, making her prove that the $5 was spent and the machine ate it. They initially wanted her just to let them, um, to basically give them the five bucks. And she's like, no effing way. So CVS tried to steal their her five bucks while allowing a girl to come into the store and steal items with no repercussion. This is, which it says, welcome to Seattle. So you law-abiding citizen, Loses five bucks. Lady goes out with probably a hundred or two hundred dollars worth of makeup, and nobody does anything. They just want to go after the people that are good law-abiding a citizen. This is getting disgusting, and I'm I'm so sick and tired of all of this. Um, man, what is it going to change? It's literally going to come. It's literally going to take Jesus coming back and be like, "All right, guys, just get out of here. I'm I'm bringing you home." So uh, apparently, the insurrection was so bad that it included a pat on the back and a handshake from Capitol Police officers um, while he gives them directions of where they need to go. That's the majority of the footage that we saw. Very calm, people just kind of, look more like a, a tour of the of Congress, the House of Congress than anything. Um, next we have this lady says, sitting in my truck crying at Walmart and got pissed off when I saw um, OJ was, or excuse me, orange juice was $8.48 a gallon for the off brand. But when I was checking out, a lady with three kids was pulling things out of her grocery bags because she didn't have enough money. I saw her tears. F you Biden, people are hurting. And I feel that way every time I go to the grocery store. Mm -hmm. It's like you walk out with like a quarter of what you used to, not even like three years ago. 
Yes. And you know, it's bad. So we're having the pick and choose, get things that are inexpensive, that last longer, filing deals. Like back in the day, you guys remember like cut out coupons and all that other yeah. stuff. And people used to make fun of the people that would sit there with all the coupons. That's, they were pretty smart, man. I wish we had those now. $10 for apple cider, Steve Cusick, unbelievable. Everything is getting just ridiculous. And and we're we're played like fools because, um, you know, back when I first started driving, gas was 98 cents a gallon and now um we were happy happy that it was two dollars and 99 cents a gallon see that's how they play the game is it they raise it so high that when they come down a little you're like Whew, at least it's not 385 anymore and then we get complacent and happy with that see jab says it's 268 see mm. even that is ridiculous you know what i'm saying but that's what they do they raised it to like 350 and then they brought it back down to two sixty eight. We're like, oh my goodness, man! I'm so happy. It's only three dollars or two dollars and sixty eight cents, and they keep doing it. So eventually, there's gonna be a day where they raise it up to like eight bucks and then drop it back down to five bucks, or be like, hey, at least it's not eight bucks. We need to start putting the foot down and start doing something because this everything is just absolutely falling apart. This administration is so terrible. Um. Man, I, I just wish that I knew exactly what we could do. But nonetheless, is at the very least, stop paying taxes. Don't fund all this evil anymore because all they're doing is sending our money over to other countries, paying for their wars. Meanwhile, we're not getting anything. A matter of fact, uh, I'll be playing a clip. Pre-apologies, and I'll apologize for it again right before they pay the clip. It was Cardi B. Potty mouth like crazy, but even she's starting to point this out. And this woman's got all kinds of money. Um, but even she's starting to see this stuff. So I'll be playing that little clip in a little bit. So, And I'll, I'll give you a language warning right before that. So next we have our federal government is completely out of control and accountable to no one. Um, Representative Harriet Hegeman to the U.S. Secretary of Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas, says, You are the walking, talking epitome of the very tyrant that our forefathers recognized. Um and gravitate towards government. So I'm going to play this clip for you real quick, but awesome. I'm, I'm, I hope more of them say this and something gets done at some point because they wouldn't even impeach this guy. You are the walking, talking epitome of the very tyrant that our forefathers recognized would gravitate towards government service. And it is because of people like you that they drafted the First Amendment. I thank them for their foresight. I thank them for recognizing that you and people like you would do everything in your power to control speech, to control freedom, to take away our rights. And they've written a document that isn't going to allow you to do that. Unfortunately, we still have courts and judges who recognize that you don't have the power that you are attempting to take, that you do not have the right to limit our freedom of speech, our freedom of association, our right to communicate. Thank God we have the First Amendment so that we can stop you from doing what you've been doing. Except no one's stopping him from doing what he's doing. I love the talk. I love the people that are in there calling him out. But when is something going to change? When? Why did, why did eight Republicans side to keep him where he is in his position? He needs to go. Our borders are getting out of hand. This guy's doing absolutely, well, I would say he's doing absolutely nothing, but he's doing something. They know damn well what they're doing down there at the border and they play stupid like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. It's not as bad as people say. No, it's worse than what people say. And you guys aren't just incompetent. That's the thing is they, 
they're posing him as incompetent, but he's not incompetent. They know exactly what they're doing and they're doing exactly what they're told to do by their masters. And we've got sleepers all over this country right now, just waiting to jump in and do something at the right moment in time. And the more stuff like this that comes out with the J6 and all this other stuff, the closer we get to that moment. And meanwhile, we had eight Republicans that sided with the Democrats that would not impeach this guy who needed to go like immediately. But yep, here we are. Um, so next, uh, we've got a, it's a felony to lie before Congress. But what is it when Congress lies before you? The entire J6 committee should be charged. And I agree with that 100%. And we even had uh, one of our um, congressmen say that it's time that we created another committee to go after these people, an investigation, removal of these people. Exactly. True patriot. This is treason. Mm -hmm. Off with their heads, Matty Pooh. Agree 100%. Um, another video. The Capitol Police entrap crowd by keeping doors wide open for them to walk in. Pelosi opened the magnetic doors to the Capitol. Capitol Police Master at Arms opened the doors 100% under Pelosi's direction. And literally, they didn't break into the Capitol like our, this J6 committee had you think. They were allowed into it. And these doors aren't like lock and key. These are like big, heavy, magnetic doors. So somebody in a room somewhere pushed the button, and then the cops opened up the doors and literally allowed people to walk in. So it wasn't what they said. Um, other video footage um, of the outside showed everything was 100% completely peaceful until officers started firing tear gas guns onto the crowd. And that is when the crowd went crazy. And it wasn't that they were rioting or anything. They were trying to avoid the gas that was in the air, trying to find a place for clean air. And then, you know, obviously it looks like melee mm -hmm. and it's just people trying to get away all at one time. So then they ended up going after these people um, throwing them to the ground, officers killed a couple of people, um, not to mention um, the one that took place in the Capitol building. Um, but once again, all this video proves the exact opposite of what the uh, committee was saying happened. Um, next, um, this guy says, I just saw data, and this is sad, data that there have been 17 million XX deaths worldwide from these vaccines. <sighs> 17 million. And they're still pushing this new vaccination on people, except for the military. No longer requires it because they need people to come in and fight. And yeah, it's still climbing. Exactly. It was, this was from a couple of days ago. And I know of at least four people that I've seen on Twitter today that passed away unexpectedly. And it's still crazy watching all the excuses people made. You know, it's like, were they sick? No. How old were they? 40? You don't think that's weird? And then the next question is, were they vaxxed? Yeah, but it had nothing to do with it. Well, I've never asked that question and had somebody say, no, they weren't vaxxed because people that didn't get vaccinated generally haven't been dying suddenly. And uh, and I'm still watching, I mean, all the people that come to defense saying, oh, no, it's the countries that weren't vaccinated that had all the deaths. And I'm like, no, you know, and then you go and you look and it's got nine followers. So they're just a bot. So they're pushing out the bot army right now because they know they're in deep doo-doo. So it was uh, Senator Mike Lee says that the House January 6th panel should be investigated after the release of the tapes. Investigated or arrested. And I agree with that. Are you going to do something about it? They shouldn't have taken any breaks. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm willing to forego a Thanksgiving or a Christmas with my family if there's more important things 
to deal with. Mm -hmm. And this is important. We've got people. Absolutely. You, let's talk about the January Sixers that are in prison right now that will not be spending Thanksgiving and Christmas with their family. You know, um, they need to be released. They need to be released like ASAP. Yeah. Tomorrow. Where's and, Johnson? And, and yeah, where, where are these people? Mm -hmm. Well, I know where Johnson is. Yeah. Johnson was at oh, Mar-a-Lago today meeting with Trump. So I'm curious to see where that one goes too. Um, so next, let me open this one up too. This came from uh, Ariel on Twitter. It says the, the spending bill passed. So the January 6th tapes were released. Elon rocket launch of firmament breach November 18th. And I haven't really, I don't know why you talk about that. I don't know if it was a firmament breach or not. That's just imagination. Donald Trump rally November 18th, and he was very open um, about a lot of things. So he was kind of, you know, it was actually a good one. Um, the ISO 20022 um, began November 19th, so it began yesterday. And that had to do, basically, it it makes it almost impossible for them to, our government to launder money without it being noticed. So it had something to do with digital um, following and so forth. I don't like it. I don't like anything digital digital money, digital IDs, all that stuff makes me cringe, but this is also going to be holding these people accountable. Um, so it's ISO 20022. Um, next, uh, Russian removes LGBTQ for extremism. Bank of Japan collapses. All of this within a few days. So people, do you know what has been unleashed and are you still waiting for the first domino? Um, then he says, uh, people, all you have to do is look at the companies leaving Twitter X what do they fear is coming? And it's a good point. Why are all the people deciding either to resign or to not run for election again? Very good point. Do you know the implications of what happened today? You think the political arena is not on their back foot. And I agree with that. Um, so I'm curious to see where all this goes. Because like I said, I'm, I'm tired of the chatter. I want to see some, some action. Less words. I'd rather not hear anybody say anything about what they plan to do. And I'd rather just watch them do what they're supposed to do. Forget the talk. Just do it. I don't want to hear that you plan on doing something and then three months later, we're, it's memory hold, nothing ever happened. I would rather them not tell us anything about what they're going to do and just do it. Let us watch that. Then we'll have something good to talk about. It'll be an awesome episode without all this crazy deception news that we're watching every single day. Um, so newly released footage of Matthew Perna seen in the red sweatshirt. This was some of the video that I um, came across shows Matthew walking calmly. And this is sad guys. I'm going to, you know, just prepare for a little tears. This one kind of just made me sit back and think for a little bit. So Matthew pled guilty to initial charges. He was casually, literally casually walking through the, the um, Capitol building, um, believing he may face six to 12 months in prison. He pled guilty to the initial charges, hoping that he would get reduced sentence only after pleading guilty how disgusting this is only after pleading guilty did the doj inform him that they would seek terrorism enhancement to his sentencing so he he wouldn't have pled guilty but they they offered him a plea deal and then after he pled guilty they threw in terrorism enhancement charges which would raise his sentence to nine years in federal prison so four days after receiving this news that the doj would push this for sentencing enhancement, he went into his garage, put a rope around his neck and he hung himself. So oh. this man died. This man died because of the deception and the evil and the tyranny of our government and our court system. So Matthew Perna is vindicated 
um, and the DOJ has blood on their hands. So this video footage that we have now shows that they that he literally was nothing more than a tourist walking through with his camera filming everything. So below is the evidence that Matt was peacefully walking through the Capitol like so many January Sixers were framed and used as political prisoners. So keep um, the friend uh, Jerry Perna and Matt's whole family in your prayers during this time. DOJ has blood on their hands. January 6th committee, who was also responsible for this, has blood on their hands. At this point, they should be arrested for felonious murder because they were responsible for him going home and hanging himself because they're evil. And this had nothing to do with him. This had to do with him going after Trump and going after the MAGA movement. They let this man kill himself and hang. They need to go to jail for not only treason, but felonious murder in this particular case and all of the other ones that killed themselves too, or at least exactly, at least involuntary manslaughter. But um, in my opinion, it shouldn't even be, it shouldn't even be involuntary manslaughter because they knew that this was more than likely going to be the outcome with at least some of these people by doing what they did. And this is just disgusting. And I just, it makes me mad. Like I said, I had to sit back. I was, you know, first I, I went through some sadness and then I went through anger. And then I had to like, God, please just take this anger out of me. And I know it's righteous anger, but I was so mad. I'm like, man, I was ready to start a war. But I didn't see IA, FBI, and other three other agencies who are listening to this show. Mm-hmm. Relax. I'm not going to start a war. That's a good question, do. What do you ask? Why is Trump the only one that will stand up for the January Sixers? That, that's a very good point. Mm-hmm. Matt, we're, we're starting to see some of these other people stand up for the January Sixers. Mm-hmm. Um, but look, th- th- we're, we're two years past it. They should have been standing up for these people. But then once again, um, when the January 6th committee was established, they wouldn't let Jim Jordan and others on that side ask any questions that were counter to what they were trying to push through. If you guys remember, it happened a long time ago. They made this thing into literally a Hollywood production. They hired a, a high-ranking producer mm-hmm. to come in and, and make this as like Hollywood production as possible so that people were like, whoa, this looks expensive. It must be real. Oh, it was set up from the beginning all the way. Yeah. And then you got Pelosi's daughter walking around with Pelosi filming. That was interesting. No, exactly. It's like, it's like they almost knew what was going to happen. Absolutely. So for two and a half years, Capitol Police Officer... Aquilino Gonell um, has lied about injuries that he sustained on January 6th. So he has testified under oath and in federal court proceedings that he suffered near-death, quote, near-death injuries. So this new footage that we're looking at contradicts um, Gonell's claim that protesters inflicted um, his head, shoulder, and hand and foot injuries so egregious that he required surgery and medical leave not to mention mental health and trauma. In a victim impact um, statement made the court in May, Gunnell told the judge that he was, quote, bleeding from both hands, maimed foot, hit on the head, sprayed with pepper and bear spray, beaten, punched, pushed, pulled, and assaulted by many other rioters as they try to gain entrance. But here, he is for several minutes near the body of Roseanne Boyland, at around 4.50 on January 6th, after the protest and violence ended. His hand showed no sign of injury, nor does his shoulder as he takes off his gear. His feet seems fine. He is seen kicking items out around the area, and his head, which has been protected by a riot helmet, shows no sign of injury either. 
So this is the footage that they did not show. Um, and like I said, is it ba- it not? It doesn't basically. It shows that he straight up lied in court. So at the very least, he needs to be brought in onto charges of um, lying in the court. Yeah. Um. So this is just another interesting thing too. This. So what a time to be alive. Sarcastically said. So a teenager who killed army veteran eighty two with a single punch is given two years of youth detention. And to juxtapose that, far-right teen who branded Prince Harry a race traitor is jailed for four years. <laughs> so you, you call Prince Harry a race traitor, and you end up with four years in prison, and you kill an 82-year-old veteran with a punch, and you get, like, two years of youth detention. What a fair world. England is not any better off than we are right here in our country. So another video that was uh, breaking that we ended up coming across. So undercover officer disguised as a Trump supporter, literally walking around with MAGA gear, um, flashes his badge to cops as he enters the U.S. Capitol on January 9th or January 6th. I bet he left the country. Yeah. So we got another one. You know, remember uh, Ray was like, oh, I I don't know if there was anybody. Oh, no, we didn't have any FBI. And they they talk about the ghost buses Mm -hmm. that were there at 5 o'clock, and then they shut the microphone off instantaneously. By God, we don't want truth coming out. So now you can watch the footage right here. The Capitol Police fired into a peaceful crowd. No warnings were given. This is what Rasheem Kassam um, has been saying since day one where they saw it there personally. Is that they fired um, ammunition, literally hitting people in the face, face. ripping mm-hmm. their cheeks open. Um, it was just all around the ugly, but usually they give warnings like, hey, everybody on a board, Flash everybody down. back off, we're about to start firing. But remember, the crowd was, was the video shows it. There was no melee, no ruckus, no nothing in this crowd before they started firing. And then people started to react and trying to run away. And then they used the chaos of people trying to run away as the excuse, which they called the violent insurrection. So they started all of this. Um, exactly. Fake actors. Uh, didn't, did two people die during that one when they got struck by a canister? Yeah, two people died. Um, then the Rosanna Boylan died. And then yeah. the... Um, that, that one lady they beat to death. Yeah, she was Rosanna Boylan. That was yeah. the one that they beat to death. Um, and then the person that was trying to save her life ended up in prison. prison yeah. So and, and I think I've got something to talk about that here in a moment. But So Ronnie Jackson, um, you guys remember Ronnie Jackson. That was the... Uh, presidential doctor at one point, the one that was, you know, over Trump at least, and I think even during the Obama era, um, says that Liz, Liz Cheney and Nancy Pelosi used their corrupt J6 committee to demonize every Trump supporter in this country. What's being re- what's being revealed from these January 6th tapes is shocking. They lied to the country and they used January 6th to weaponize the government to promote their own corrupt agenda. Horrible people. People died. They tried to say that police died. No, the police that died, died days later from something completely unrelated to any of the stuff that took place. The only people that died that were killed, that were murdered during this January 6th were killed by cops. Literally. Um, And then the people that were injured were injured by cops. So it's the exact opposite of what they were trying to say. But once again, you know, you got to wonder, even with all this information, the videos, all the proof that's out there, what will get done? Because... I've seen loads of proof of this stuff just in the phones that people had in their hands walking around and filming, you know? So can you imagine what more you're going to see though? Yeah, exactly. And there's still 40,000 hours of footage to go. Okay, wait a minute. No, no, no. 
39,992 hours left to go, guys. I'll get on that immediately. Um, <laughs> I'll see you in 40 years. Um, so next, uh, they are going too far. Norway has announced that they will be tracking card payments and the food purchases of all citizens. In other words, the state will know what you ate for lunch. This is literally 1984, as well as them pushing this digital ID through. Um, and the, the people voted against it. And the government signed it through anyways. So they went against the people's will. Of course and they did. don't think, I mean, we're already seeing examples of that right here. So just expect it to get worse in the meantime. Next, we have, if anyone wants to understand how the liberal taxes are causing the inflation of groceries and goods, just watch this video. The numbers don't lie. Um, no farmers, um, producer logistics is eating that carbon tax. It is all being passed right down the line to the consumer. And I'd play the video for you, but it's mostly visual, so we'll make sure to put this one up. Um, if you want to put this one up, uh, it's uh, online official. Yeah, uh, online. I'm sorry. Yeah, oil filled oh, trash, trash and Stuart Woodman. So you can put that up on our KC so people can actually go through and watch this video. Um, I'm going to see what this replies to. So the reply was, uh, "Why would they do that? She must be playing a voice voicemail." Um, so this is interesting. So. Damning video also emerges of showing two completely different scenes of Nancy Pelosi talking with Mike Pence on January 6th during the same phone conversation. One scene shows Pelosi with Schumer and the other one shows Pelosi with Chuck Grassley. So whose side is Chuck Grassley on? Man, what a, man, what a, what a shame. There was like a handful of people that I trusted. You know, the the biggest to me was Trey Gowdy. I, I used to really like Trey Gowdy. Mm -hmm. And uh, now I can't stand him. I can't stand hearing his voice. I can't stand watching yeah. him because they fake. they all turn out to be bad in the long run. So, um, and then, think they're good. Yeah, I'll show you my mom's response to this is uh, child trafficking is bad in general, but this is way, way worse. Um, so Ohio Catholic priest Michael... Zakaria is sentenced to life in prison for sex trafficking boys. So we've got <sighs> preachers and priests and, you know, like I said, it's, it's bad in general, but it is just something worse when a holy person, someone that's like leading congregations is responsible for this stuff. So I'm sure he is posting this because he is anti-religion, but when will the pressure on the Vatican finally be enough to make them remove all the pedos from their own ranks. And I agree with that. When is enough of this information going to come out to where they start really digging? It's not going to happen because the Holy See protects their own. But here's my question too. Why do you only hear this from Catholics? Because I can promise you there's a lot of Christian leaders that are out here doing the same thing. We need to be equal opportunity haters when it comes to this. You know, this isn't a matter of the, who's doing it or whether what religion or anything like that's a matter of taking the evil people out of these positions. So whether they're Catholic, whether they're Christian, whether they're Mormon, get rid of all these guys, dig into it. We know we've been called conspiracy theorists for even talking about it. And the irony is that we're still being called conspiracy theorists with all of these cases of people going to prison for doing exactly what we're being called conspiracy theorists for. Pizzagate needs to be looked into again as well. So this is a historical era. There has um, been this many black people support a Republican since March 20th, 1854. We're seeing it in droves right now when the party was created to protect blacks from the Kansas, Nebraska Act. 
So listen, this is a, a guy right here, and I'm sure there's a couple of dirty words in here, but listen to this right here. I don't mean no harm, and I don't give a damn who this offends. But if that nigga Trump get convicted of this crime and he can still run for president, I'm voting for his ass. I'm voting for that nigga. I'm voting for him. If that nigga gets convicted and he can still run for president just to see what the fuck he do, because that nigga funny now, Trump is funny as hell, I'm voting for him. I'm telling you right now, okay? So just miss me with it. Make America great again. <laughs> so we're seeing, I'm seeing more and more videos like this. Um, All kinds of they, them. Yeah, they were seeing, you know, Biden has lost support from the black community, lost support from the Hispanic community, oh, yeah. losing support from the Arab community, mm -hmm. and it's all going over to Trump right now. So they're at the point right now where they're, you can count, you can hear my words, and I know you guys agree with me. You guys said it before. There's going to be a change. Oh, yeah. Biden will not be the guy running. No, it'll be Newsom. They're going to end up putting Newsom San Francisco poo cleaner. Yeah, exactly. We'll see if he can clean the poo from America. And you know, he won't unless G comes uh, to visit. No. Um, so this is interesting too, the wording that's used. To me, this sounds like a threat, but I'd love to hear what you guys have to say. I'll take this a listen is, to this is from I want to also uh, turn to Trump, this, of course. This is Congressman Representative Dan Goldman on um Pisaki's show. And just some of what the reporting has been around uh, some of his conversations also as we anticipate a year full of trials next year. I want to take a listen to part of a conversation that he had with uh, ABC's Jonathan Carl about January 6th and get your thoughts on the other end. You told them you were going to go up to the Capitol. Were you just... I was, no, I was going to, and the Secret Service said you can't. And then by the time I would have, and then when I got back, I saw I wanted to go back. I was thinking about going back during the problem to stop the problem, doing it myself. Secret Service didn't like that idea too much. So, so what? I could have done that. And you know what? I would have been very well received. So there's been so much speculation, contemplation, discussion of what Trump wanted to do, what he knew or didn't know. I mean, do you think as a prosecutor, former <clears throat> prosecutor, this is something that could be useful in the case against Trump? How will it be used? Yeah, well, I mean, look, he says uh, I would be well received because he knows that the people who were there are his supporters who he riled up and incited to invade and riot at the Capitol and try to disrupt the proper counting of the Electoral College votes. So every time he talks, he's uh, putting himself into a bigger criminal hole. Uh, but the, but his, that's not his objective. His objective mm. is purely political at this point. Uh, politics don't work in a courtroom, as I think he's finding out in the mm. New York Attorney General case in New York, a civil case, and, and that's going to continue in his criminal trials. But his rhetoric is really getting dangerous, more and more dangerous. And we saw what happened on January 6th when he uses inflammatory rhetoric now, and his recent True Social post uh, is incredibly, incredibly scary for anyone uh, that might be trying to op work in government. And um, it is just uh, unquestionable questionable at this point that that man cannot see public office again. He is not only unfit, he is destructive to our democracy, uh, and he has to be, uh, he has to be eliminated. Okay. He has to be eliminated. Yeah. Like what choice so of words? What is do that? you, yeah. What a choice of words. Mm -hmm. Um, so interesting, you know, what did he, what do you think he meant by eliminated? Yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, and not a, fit to serve. Good Lord. Did you see his uh, health records released today? Oh, I know. That was funny that he released it on Biden's birthday. Biden's too. birthday. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about a jab. <laughs> so interesting choice of words, though. Of all the words he could have used, he used the words eliminated. And we know what he meant by mm -hmm. that. He even came back and apologized for using that word. But we, we all know Nobody exactly did. what he meant by that. Mm -hmm. And that was not a mistake. Yeah. Can't quite get any more clear. No, Wade. exactly, Wade. You're 100%. You know, so um, unbelievable. Uh, of course, that was on Pisaki's show. Um, and we'll wait until I get the Cabbage Patches stuff. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, so AG Chris Mays sends a letter to Mojave County. So Chris Mays is the Attorney General of Arizona. Mojave County supervisors um, were doing a vote today um, to vote to start hand-counting ballots. And this is what the Attorney General sends in a response, we hope you will choose not to violate the law and thus that it will not be necessary for us to consider whether criminal prosecution is warranted. Okay. This is insane. So just one day after the Argentina hand counted 20 million ballots and declared their presidential winner in the same night, the illegitimate attorney general of Arizona threatens Mojave County officials with criminal prosecution for trying to hand count ballots which is what we've been doing for decades. Mm -hmm. There's nothing illegal. They're taking a legitimate state vote yep. or excuse me, a county vote to decide if they were going to hand count these things, which is the way you're supposed to do it. Am I correct? Yes. This isn't illegal. So he's literally, this is a, a veiled threat to them, basically telling them you better not do this or we're going to, we're going to put criminal charges against mm -hmm. you. Yeah. Isn't it crazy how they think they have so much power over the people? Where they can literally threaten you publicly? Yeah. Yeah, for doing exactly. This is how we change things in our country, yeah. in our counties, in our states. states yeah. We vote on it through our local Congress, our local councils. And now they're making threats. You know, so, um, yeah. Oh, Fight back. Be. Don't quit. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Maddie, Maddie Pooh. I feel so, <laughs> so I feel so, <laughs> I know I feel a little, a little feminine saying that Maddie, Maddie Pooh. Poo. <laughs> but once again, I'm not going to Dun Pooh because, no, you know, because no, 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 like no, I said, no, Dun means fort, but it also means brown and I don't want to be brown poo. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Joe Biden asked little girl today if she's 17 oh. and another girl replies, no, she's six. Oh my gosh. Oh. Do you have the sound to that one? Oh, I do. Let me see if. Yeah, I haven't. Yeah, let me see if it. Thank you. Thank you. And I love your ears. I love them. They're really cool. What's your name? Catherine. Catherine, what a beautiful name. That's my mommy's name. Well, nice to see. How old are you? 17? Six. I just, oh, I, I God, just, that makes me cringe. I know. I just threw up a little bit. Uh, I want to just. <laughs> Yeah, I'll just keep my thoughts to myself. I mean, dude, everything about that was just like, what does a pedophile Perverty. sound like? Yeah. This clip right yep. here. You guys want to know what a pedophile sounds like? Let me just keep playing this clip, man. Oh, yeah, he's man. pretty sick. But I'm not going to play it again because I'm not going to do that to you guys. Sorry, I had to do it once. Um, Redefining. And this is, oh, man, these are the liberals that we deal with today. Redefining words like genocide to promote what you believe to be true without sufficient evidence. Likely does just as much harm as calling people anti insert group name here to shame, discredit and ignore constructive criticism. Um, well, now let's do 
the word change of democracy. And while we're at that, let's let's also go through and uh, talk about how they redefine the word fascist and Nazi and bigot and racist and conspiracy theory and disinformation and science denier and anti-vaxxer and white supremacist. Notice any themes here? Yeah. They always do that. They, they go after you for redefining, which you're not redefining, but they have literally redefined everything that I just read to you. And then more. I just, you know, I could have spent a whole day with the words that they have redefined to fit their narratives. So I like this, guys. A little laugh in between all this chaos that I'm reading to you. Be sure to bring up politics at Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> it's going to save you money on Christmas gifts. Follow me for more holiday updates. <laughs> i think that's pretty hilarious yeah especially if you have a family that's you know exactly maddie Poo, that's my exit strategy exactly yeah. it's like when i'm ready to go i'm just gonna be like so uh what about that trump <laughs> and stage left <laughs> i love when i send my daughter's stuff and they're like oh mom stop <laughs> and i'm like okay i send them a lot of food things so uh, you know stuff that's not good to eat and stuff and they're like okay mom stop please, I know. please stop like the pies we're going to be cooking up tomorrow from yoders <laughs> yeah. although pecans man they're good for you right pecans and pecans Does, uh, on the west coast it's pecans <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a southerner man it will always be pecans to me <laughs> pecans pecans <laughs> it, it tastes the same right yep tomato tomato pecan pecan <laughs> right? i will always say pecan Always. Go live on pumpkin pie. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's funny. I like. I don't. I don't mind. Pumpkin pie is one of those things that I'll enjoy. It's like eggnog. You know, I'll, I'll do it once. You know, a season, and mm -hmm. that's good for me. Um, but I, I don't dislike it. But if I had my choice, I'm going with like cheesecake, key lime pie. Um, mm. uh, yeah. What are we doing? Uh, We're gonna do coconut, coconut, coconut pie. cream. Yeah, exactly. Coconut cream pie from Yoder's. Don't be jealous, Steve. Peanut oh. butter pie, exactly. They, they got have the those yeah. Too. They've got the peanut butter pies up at Yoder's too. Yeah, they're those pies are heavy. I picked up one of their coconut pies. I swear it could have weighed like ten pounds. Oh yeah. So we're excited about that. So, guys, for those of you who are up and down about can you trust Netanyahu, like listen to this clip right here. We're destroying their infrastructure, their command posts, their rockets, their underground tunnels. And we're going to win because we have to win. This is a battle of the forces of civilization against the forces of barbarism. And if barbarism wins in our part of the world, Europe will be next and America will be next. Because the axis of, of terror of Iran, Hamas, Hezbollah, the Houthis and their other minions will imperil the Middle East and then spread their barbarism to the entire world. Israel is fighting our war, but it's also fighting America's war. It's fighting your war, and our victory will be your victory. What? Yeah. This is an American war? See, this is how you get money from America. We're not, this isn't, a, this isn't our war. This is your war. We're just fighting it for you, so send us money. So the sad part about this is how many Americans are stupid enough to believe this nonsense because, you know, Watch out, Peoria, Illinois. You're going to be invaded by Hamas. It's coming because we're not fighting. They're fighting our war. And if they don't fight this war, Peoria, watch out. Hamas is coming for you. And, and Flemingsburg, that's right, guys. They're coming here too. Dun, dun, dun. 
And Steve, I'm sure you'll make the best of it. I hope <laughs> you're not too upset. You'll, you'll make it the best turkey you've ever had. Oh, yeah, he will. Or no, maybe maybe Penny will. Or Penny. Yeah, Penny. Um, seems like she's a good cook. Yeah, exactly. Um, then we have next. Uh, so Argentina's new president-elect is treated like a rock star as he walks. To, he, they call him um, Argentinian Trump. And I've been seeing a lot of back and forth on this today. You know, he's part of the the young globalist of the world or whatever that, that organization is called. But as I also found out, sometimes they just put your name on it and you got to sue them. Like Vivek Ramaswamy is having to sue them to remove his name. But yeah, um, I do believe Texas Borable says he's a WEF. So once again, um, when the world needs a hero, we will provide one for you. And that's kind of what this may end up being. Like the guy sounds awesome. I love what he has to say. But I also love what a lot of people have to say. But there's a difference in saying and doing. That's why God didn't say, hey, run around and talk. God said, show show it through the fruits you bear. Yeah, exactly. Want to see more actions, less talk. Because like I said, all politicians, all politicians tell you what you want to hear. Just like on that old bender, I can promise you anything you want. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't mean I'm going to do it, but I certainly can promise it to you. Um. You know, once again, dangerous insurrectionists on January 6th. Stop and clean up a mess in the hallway. You know, these evil, dangerous people are literally cleaning up trash as they're walking through the Capitol building. Ugh, yeah, they're dangerous. Oh, yeah, and this is pretty disgusting, too. Stop joining the U.S. military. Listen to this right here. This is uh, an actual guy who was leaving the military having to turn his gear in and got charged. I want to share something with you guys today. This is unreal. I want to holler. I want to scream. I want to yell. But it won't do any good. Um, today is gear turn-in day for me. I turn in all the gear that I've collected over the last four years of being active duty with the Army, with the 82nd Airborne Division. Two years ago, my unit deployed to Afghanistan for the Afghanistan withdrawal. We spent a few weeks over there. It was hectic. It was chaotic. It was disgusting. And it made me very disappointed in our government. Today, I'm reminded of how disappointed I am in our government. Go to turn in my gear. They want to charge me $500 to $1,000 for gear that I was ordered to leave in Afghanistan two years ago. Because as the last two birds were sitting on the tarmac, ready to leave, there wasn't any room for extra gear or extra weight. Therefore, we were told to leave it. Some lower enlisted dudes, including myself, were like, no, this stuff is expensive. I'm not leaving this. I'm going to get charged for this when it comes time to leave. Don't worry. We're going to catch you on the back end. You know, we'll flipple it. No. It's time to get out of the army, and they just want to charge you for, for that. Meanwhile, we can continue to give millions of dollars to the Taliban. We can give billions of dollars to Ukraine. We can give billions of dollars to student debt relief. We can give a bunch of stupid stimulus checks. We can cut those to the American people. Mm -hmm. But we can't cover $500 to $1,000 for a dude that left gear in Afghanistan. For a dude that left gear in a place that you put me to begin with. The government is so stinking backwards right now, man. This administration's last priority is the American people. 
And, and inside of the American people, their last priority is their soldiers, their Marines, their airmen, their, their, their Navy. So messed up, man. I thought today was going to be bittersweet getting out. But I'm just so happy to separate. I'm very, very excited to stop serving my government and just getting started serving my country. Man, can you believe that? I mean, I'm, I'm glad that he's out, but now he's got like an extra $1,000. He's going to have to pay for equipment that he was told to leave behind. He even wanted to go back and grab it. They were like, no, we don't have enough room and we don't have enough weight. We've got too much weight already, so leave that stuff behind. And they charged him for it unbelievable he even said it he's like man that's too expensive they're gonna charge me for oh no don't worry about it where's that guy where's yeah. the guy that said that where's his commanding officer that, that told him to leave it behind don't worry about it we'll, we'll take care of it where is he what are they gonna do if he doesn't pay will they hold this does he get like a pension or something like that yeah yeah is it yeah. probably what they'll do is they'll, yeah they'll take pull it out, it out of there of what they, yeah yeah that's pretty sad so i've got um, a lot of other news, but I want to get into the topic here in a moment. So I am going to play one more thing for you just because I want to make fun of uh, Cabbage Patch Kid. So here we go. This was today, and then I'm going to go through a list of, of the truth, which they failed to bring up. Listen to this stupid Cabbage Patch. Well, today on Transgender Day of Remembrance, we grieve the 26 transgender Americans who were killed this year, year after year. We see that these victims are disproportionately black women and women of color. No one should face violence, live in fear, or be discriminated against simply for being themselves. Okay. <laughs> Where do I start? <laughs> Boy, just in that 23-second clip that you just heard, 23 seconds, she was like, transgender remembrance you know, and, and I'm going to, uh, guys, I'm not going to curse, but I'll just, the, the best reply to this was, when is there going to be a transgender shut the F up day? Mm, yeah, no kidding. Right? <laughs> best response all day long. Yeah. Um, it was just funnier with the actual word, but I'm not going to say it. Um, so, so, okay. In that one little clip, she says, we need to remember the 26 transgenders that were killed. Okay. Killed this Thank year. Mm -hmm. And then she says, disproportionately black so she threw in black, black okay she got black in there women Killed. so she got women in there too so she got transgender black woman killed all there in the same thing so she she's making us you know downing us all okay so let me tell you the truth what she didn't get into first off what the hell is there a trans day of remembrance for yeah you know what i'm saying there, there's way better things to remember than trannies um how about it? Every soldier that was kill killed every single day. Yeah, every well, we got oh, days. Okay. At least we got a day for that. No, I well, I mean every day, day. but we, we, they did. Yeah. Get, they they threw us a Memorial Day. I mean, they get through that. But now we got a transgender day of remembrance. Disgusting. Um, so where's the problem here? Well, there's a list of things that were actually the truth of what she was talking about right there that she failed to mention. Um, all the people that died or that were, excuse me, quote, killed. None of them were killed out of hate crimes. They were killed, either died in a car crash. A police officer killed one because they were fighting back with the police. Um, some of them died of natural causes. Some of them died of suicide. Um, none of these people, none of these 26 that she were, we had a couple that died because they went up shooting kids at, yep. a, at a school. 
-hmm. You know what I'm saying? None of these trannies died because of it was a hate crime, but she fails to mention that she used the words killed, not the 26 that died. That would have been a more accurate statement. No, 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 no. Mm -hmm. The 26 that were killed. Yeah. So they either killed themselves, they died in car crashes, police um, killed them, a couple of them died at the hands of other trannies over wigs and makeup, <laughs> but none of these 26 that she referred to were actually killed for murder because of a hate crime. And she just fails, she, she words this to make you think that they were murdered by using the word killed instead of actually saying died. Gosh, this oh, is disgusting. It's really disgusting. I mean, it just, I don't know. It's disgusting how easy it is for them to give up and lie. The same thing they did with the January Sixers. Mm -hmm. They get away with it. This is, this is the part right here was God's like, you know, sit back. Don't get angry. Righteous anger. You know, because there's not a day that goes by that I don't hear these people that I just like have to pray to God for forgiveness for me getting as angry as I get because I am sick of this. These people. The, the lying, the deception, man, the devil's got his hand on a lot of people and all the governments around the world. That's where it all begins. So, all right, enough news. We'll get to the rest of that. We'll get into some good old God talk. So the first part that I'm going to go into, and I had a lot, so we'll get more into news tomorrow. But um, the first thing that I want to do is I want to pick up where Jay Poo and his show um, were talking about tonight as well. And that was the gospel. And it's something I really hadn't thought about before because, you know, I, and I'm not saying this for us because I know that most of us here understand what the gospel is, but it, it amazes me how many people don't. So I'm going to talk about this right here for those that may come to Kilted Christian at some point on publication, pre-public or post-publication and just don't know what the gospel is because Christ did. He didn't say, hey, you're not getting into heaven if you don't spread the gospel, but as Christians who love Christ. We want to go above and beyond. We just don't want to do the bare minimum, you know, repenting, accepting Christ into our heart. Um, we want to go above and beyond. So spreading that gospel like God or Jesus asked us to do is very important. So what is the gospel of Jesus Christ? So the gospel of Jesus Christ is our Heavenly Father's plan for the happiness and salvation of his children. It is called the gospel of Jesus Christ because the atonement of Jesus Christ is central to his plan. So according to his plan, our Heavenly Father sent His Son, Jesus Christ, into the world to show us how to live meaningful and happy lives and experience eternal joy after this life. So through the grace and the mercy of Jesus Christ, you can become clean from sin and enjoy peace of conscience. Um, you can become worthy to live in Heavenly Father's presence after His life. Um, to receive this peace and strength, you must learn and follow the principles and ordinances of the gospel. A principle is the truth that can be applied in life. An ordinance is a sacred formal act performed by authority of the priesthood and is often a means of entering into a covenant with our Heavenly Father. So first principles of the gospel um, are faith in Jesus Christ and repentance. The first ordinance of the gospel our baptism and receiving the Holy Ghost. So after you learn and follow the first principles and ordinance of the gospel, you seek to follow Christ's example throughout the reminder of your or throughout the remainder of your life. This is continued faithfulness called enduring to the end. So um, you can live the gospel of Jesus Christ simply by developing faith in, in Christ, repenting, 
being baptized and receiving the Holy Ghost and enduring until the end. And like I said, I know the majority of you, if not all of you, understand what the gospel is. This is for those people that may come across this show that are sitting down that may end up going through so they understand what the gospel was. And uh, Jim and uh, Jay Wu talked about that a little bit on their show earlier, um, uh, as well as Kitty, too. Um, who read from uh, Corinthians as well, which talks about the gospel, the importance of the gospel and so forth. So it's, you know, it's not the complicated because, you know, as Jim pointed out in that show, and he made a good point, is a lot of what we talk about in scripture, people won't understand. But this right here is simple Mm -hmm. for them to understand. A, developing faith in Christ, repenting, being baptized and receiving the Holy Ghost and enduring to the end. And that's what Jesus asked us to do. You know, he wants us to talk about the original laws in the Old Testament. But just like Jeff said, he's like, I'm so thankful that Christ came back because I don't even know if I'd go to heaven. You know, because mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff, there's a lot of things in there from, you know, health regulations, following this, the the original um, commandments and so forth. Ephesians, sorry. Thank you, Mary Allen. Ephesians. Um, you know, so the... Uh, it's important, like I said, to do this. God did, Jesus asked us to spread that gospel. So this, if there's one thing that you're going to spread, it's this right here, because this right here, having Christ into your heart is our key to salvation, entering heaven and so forth. Um, the rest of that stuff can come to others once they understand this aspect. This is the most important thing, because this right here is ultimately what's going to get you into heaven. And I'm thankful that the first show that um, they did to this evening. And uh, if Jay Wu, is he in here? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Jay Wu, um, if you want to let everybody know what your schedule is going forward, your time, the days that you plan on doing that, we had some people asking about that at the beginning of the show. Um, I didn't want to hand them that information because I didn't want to say something and then have them go, oh, no, 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 that's not it. So if you want to let them know what your plans are going forward, um, please do. And once again, congratulations on your first show. And I'm thankful that this is what was one of the things that was covered tonight, because this is important. Number one thing, most important thing is that gospel. And then, like I say, at the end of every show, spread that gospel from nation to nation like Christ asked us to do. And it's as simple as those four things that I just read off to you. So, oh, yeah, Mary Allen, my pleasure. I love being able to help everybody. Matter of fact, uh, the um, Dew Sprinklers and I are going to be getting together at some point over the next couple of weeks because he's going to be starting his show as well. So I'm going to be running through the same things. Um, fortunately, I've already gone through all the the trials and tribulations of figuring this because I didn't have anyone to go ask. Mm-hmm. I had to figure all this stuff out by causing error and having problems go and having to figure it out and so forth. And then calling customer service at Roadcaster and customer service at Podbean. So fortunately, I've, I've had all this experience and these errors at some point. So once you do it, you remember it. And that's why I have no problem helping anyone who is starting a show. This is how we do it. We have to come together, um, give us the strengths and the abilities that God has given us and to help one another through this. So it was my pleasure. And plus, I love Jay Wu, love Jim. So it was awesome. What's that? No, be honest. Uh, some of us need to be help um, during baptism a little longer. <clears throat> excuse me yeah that's one thing is it holding it too because i've seen you know we were saying the other day um was it dono dono yeah, yeah we were saying the other day is that the churches are uh, allowing transvestites to get baptized too and i asked the question it's like how do you guys feel about that mm-hmm. like you know it's awesome that they're going to be baptized but what's the point in a baptism mm-hmm. if you're not going to follow the commandments of god you know what i'm saying or or to hold through it and that's the thing it's like it doesn't just stop it being gay 
Um, yeah, they didn't repent. Exactly. And repentance is part of it. You know, so it doesn't just stop at being gay. That's one thing. Look, um, you know, I've, I've had people reach out to me, um, no one that's here, and, and asked us to get rid of people that are in our chat because of, of you know, drug problems or sexual addiction or something they may have in, in their own time. And my reply to is the same exact thing every time. Jesus didn't go hang out in the churches. Jesus hung out amongst the people that needed Jesus. You know, so who is it for me to tell somebody you're not welcome on our show when this is a great place for you to be? You know what I'm saying? And if not here, another show that deals with Christianity talks about scripture and something like that. You know, um, the people that need to be in churches aren't the people that are righteous. The people that need God need to find what the, the Bible is offering. You know, so as far as people reaching out to the Lord, whether you're gay or not, getting baptized and something like that, awesome. You're the ones that need to be there and need to be listening. But, you know, it doesn't stop there because next thing you know, it's like, except the tranny thing. God, you know, knew that people were going to be changing their gender. And then it just goes on and on and on. So there's a point you got to put a stop to it and, mm -hmm. and be like, look, you know, God doesn't want us to be judgmental, but he did ask us to, you know, point out what people are doing wrong. And there's no better place than that in church. So I certainly think that they should be welcomed into it. But at the same time, what is the point of getting baptized if you're just going to keep on doing the abomination, you know, supporting abortion mm -hmm. and and all this other stuff? You know, um, like I said, is is we're all sinners. Mm -hmm. We're all working at that. There's a difference between people that are at least trying to make a difference and those that just go out and get baptized and then continue yeah. with the same exact lifestyle that they were living before. Um, like I said. I will always be open, loving. It doesn't matter who you are, what you do, what sinful things you're into. I will always have a conversation, talk to you. Um, exactly. Um, none of us can um, stores, uh, but we do have to be obedient. Exactly. And that's mm -hmm. the thing, Dono. Exactly. It's just simply at least making the effort because yes. Jesus wouldn't have need to die on that cross if we were all good to go. Yeah. You know, so that's one thing yeah, too, <laughs> is, um, is at least making that effort. But, you know, when, when they say, um transvesti you know trannies um are allowed to be baptized you know like great it's great but w what are you still going out and trying to convince people that changing your gender is the right thing that's completely exact opposite of what god wanted i am a certain firm believer that god made us the way that he wanted us to be made us when he made me a male he wanted to be a man when he made living a female he wanted her to be a woman he knew what he was doing and Absolutely. and to counter that and say that you know god understands why people do it you're basically saying that god didn't know what he was doing when he created you that god made a mistake well i don't think god makes mistakes i think no. god's pretty firm with what he decided to do yeah. the moment that he because he like you said he knew us before we were in our mother's womb he knows every hair on our head you know um he didn't make a mistake he didn't be like you know i'm gonna make you a man but then I'm going to give you the holy inspiration to go get a sex change. Yeah. It doesn't so. make any sense. Like I said, we're all sinners. We're all working at trying to become better people. I am the first to admit that I'm nowhere near perfect. I've got every day is a new journey into becoming a better person. But at least now having known Christ, having that relationship with Christ, when I do make a mistake, I instantly go, oh, crap. <laughs> I did it again. You know what I'm saying? Sorry, God, you repent for what you've done wrong and you make that effort, you know, and that's the whole key is that relationship with God is at least acknowledging your wrongs and trying to make better. Um, so I'm going to go in now. What time was it? 
43 per one got time. So I'm going to go through this one right here. Um, three ways to put your house in order and putting your house in order. You know, God refers to um, multiple times scripture. Uh, this is what our Lord says. Put your affairs in order for you are about to die. This is second Kings 21 and uh, the importance of why you need to keep your house in order because it's no different than the relationship with Christ. When you accept God into your heart, you know, we, you know, if you wait till tomorrow, it may be too late. You know, Jeff said it last night. We said it multiple times on the show is that God promises today. He did not promise this tomorrow. So the best time to get saved and to find that relationship with Christ was yesterday. If you didn't do it yesterday, now's a great time too. Um, you know, I know that there's many shows God um, cast official God cast is one of them that allows people to come on and, and accept Christ into their heart. You know, um, at some point we may end up doing that, you know, as one of our, um, Sunday or Monday, uh, excuse me, Saturday or Sunday brothers in a Bible show is allowing people to come on for call-ins and accept Christ into their heart. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, like I said, but it's great, but the, the putting your house in order is is also important very much so because we don't know when we're leaving this earth. So what does it mean? So we may not have much control over when we leave this planet, but we do have a say in how we leave this planet and how it'll impact the impact that'll leave behind on our families. So when King um, Hezekiah became terminally ill, the prophet Isaiah said to him, and that's what I just said a minute about um, second Kings 21 is this is what the Lord says, put your affairs in order for you are about to die. Okay. Well, we don't all have the privilege of having a Daniel or an Isaiah in our lives to come up and be like, Hey, uh, Joseph, living yeah you guys are going to die in a car crash tomorrow so get your affairs in order now we don't have that we don't have the prophets you know to to come up and tell us when that time is going to be so we need to be ready for when that time does come so abraham is a better example of how to put your house in order because he didn't have a heads up like hezekiah had um and neither do we i can think of at least three ways that abram showed us how to put our houses in order so I'm going to go through these three methods right here. The three things that are important about keeping your house in order. First, by updating our financial affairs. So very few people can relate to the size of Abraham's vast estate, but we all have something of value to leave our family. The most important thing we can leave our family is understanding the importance of a relationship with Christ. Greatest treasure in the world, greatest gift you could ever give them, the greatest way to keep your house in order. Sentimental value is as important to some people as financial value. I have often too seen um, fiction or friction surface during a time of grief, which is always unfortunate and usually avoidable. So a 2013 survey conducted by uh, Lifeway Research found 37% of the SBC pastors do not have a trust or will of any kind. More than half, 55% of all Americans will die without a will or trust, according to the American Bar Association. Almost half do not have any life insurance whatsoever. So um, 1 Timothy uh, 5.8 says, If anyone does not provide for his own, that is his own household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Well, you don't want to leave your family behind with nothing. At least give them the knowledge of how to take care of themselves. But remember, what's going to end up happening if you don't have these uh, these things in order like will, what you're leaving, your house, property, sentimental value or sentimental items to your family, um, the government's just going to end up taking it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, but like I said, at the very most, the, the, the most important thing that you can leave your family, forget, put money, 
housing, shelter, put all that aside, is leaving this earth without expressing the importance of that relationship with Christ. Like there's nothing worse that you can do than to not have your family ready in that. Yes. That's the most important thing because if they have that, everything else is going to come to them in that relation with Christ. God's going to make sure that they have their shelter, their food, and everything that you need. Not want, but need. So um, next is by formalizing our funeral plan. So some pastors don't like to talk about death, which is strange considering how often we help others through it. You don't have to like death in order to get ready for it. Fewer decisions your family has to make when you die, the better, because we don't want to leave this burden on our families. So shortly after Abraham's wife, Sarah, died, he not only brought a funeral plot or bought a funeral plot, he bought a whole cemetery. It was actually a nice cave, which was upscale equivalent in that culture. Many family members were likely buried in Abraham's family cemetery, including his great grandson, Joseph. Does your family know what your funeral preferences are and plans are? A few minutes of your time will save several um, tough hours for your family, especially, you know, they're having to deal with the loss of a loved one and then having to deal with all these plans on top of it. So, you know, it's kind of good for yeah. us to take care of that. So our, so everything's kind of in place so our family can deal with the grieving instead of um, having to go through and figure out all this other stuff. But most importantly, other than that relationship with God is mending our family fences we don't want to leave conflict behind because you can't fix it once you're gone. So Abraham did not have a perfect track record, especially at home. He lied to and about Sarah more than once. Sarah pushed him into fathering an illegitimate child because they both grew tired of waiting. Um, favoritism between sons ran rampant and became a family tradition, which was passed down to seceding generations. So Pastors are called to lead their homes as well as their churches. Since your family is your most important ministry, um, what do you need to do to put your house in order? Abraham's family benefited not only from how he lived, but also how he died, as can yours. So, um, like I said, is you know, the old saying is that don't go to sleep mad. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like fix this stuff. Well, it's the same thing is you, you want to make sure that you're fixing these things, that you're mending those broken fences between your family, um, uh, fixing any problems that sons are having with sons, daughters with daughters, sons with daughters and so forth. So that it's not left behind, you know, Jeff, um, I was going to get into this a little bit, but I, I wanted to do this with Jeff is we're going to talk about what they refer to as family curses at some point. You know what I'm saying? Family curses get passed on from generation to generation. You know, quickly, it's not voodoo. It's not like someone literally put a, I mean, although in some cases it may be a demonic curse or something like that, but if you have the relationship with God, then you don't have much to worry about other than some discomfort and some trials and tribulations that you got to deal with and overcome. But the family curses more or less are, you know, the mistakes that you've made being passed down to your next family member, you know? So like, you know, if our granddad was a thief and he was like, hey, it's okay to steal in this case, and then he passes that down to his son, and then his son passes that down to you, you're just going to keep on passing that down. There's a point where you have to realize what's right and what's wrong and teach your kid what's correct rather than passing on, you know, the wrong ideas. To me, in my opinion, that's what the family curse is. It's fixing and doing what you know is right and then teaching your kids better so that they're not recreating those family curses over and over again. And uh, Jeff and I will discuss this in great length because we had a great conversation about this last night um, before we got onto the show. Um, 
which is awesome. Um, and I love his, uh, he's always got some phenomenal insight, especially scripturally. So that's why we decided to do a show on that particular um, himself um, or what we get, you know, so I have him on with me. So it'll be a phenomenal conversation, but there's a lot that we have to take into consideration. That's one thing is that we have a lot of things to do right here on this earth. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of things to do while we're here. Yes. But we also need to prepare for when we die because we said last night is there's a, not a lot that we can guarantee in life. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -mm. can you guarantee you're going to be wealthy when you grow up? No. Can you guarantee that you're going to fulfill the goals that you have set in your mind? No. no. But you can guarantee one thing is the moment you're born, you're going to die. You're going to die. Yeah. And the best of it. And we don't want to leave. We don't want to leave this earth without making sure that everything is taken care of for our family. Cause you know, we don't want to leave our family dealing with the stuff that we, you know, that yes. we ended up leaving behind, you know? So like I said, is get those little tiny affairs in order. But the most biggest thing that I'd say of everything that I read here tonight about, um, you know, keeping your house in order is making sure that your family has a relationship with Christ. Even if you are just, you know, they, they don't want to listen and you may sound like a broken record, be that broken record because there is no greater gift that you can give to anybody in this world than knowing God, introducing them to him. Like I said, we're, we're not the ones that bring them to salvation, but we can certainly bring them, introduce them to the one that can. And just like Jim um, said earlier on, on the Jay Wu show is um, the importance of understanding what the gospel is. And I can't tell you, you know, it's one thing, you know, when he, when he brought it up tonight, I was like, you know what? You're right. Mm -hmm. I've talked to a lot of people that, you know, that are like, well, I don't understand exactly what the gospel is. And, and it's very simple. And, you know, by spreading that gospel, especially letting our, our family understand what that is, we're giving them the ultimate shot, you know, hopefully becoming baptized at some point. Um, but I'm watching just over the last like six years, you know, there was a point where I was like, you know, I'll never, I would never call myself a Christian. I would never call my, you know, even though I believed in Christ and so forth, but God worked in my life and brought me to the point where I am right now, mm -hmm. just like he did with many of you. Um, so there may be people in your life that are very hesitant. Those people, just like Dustin Emos, probably one of my favorite examples I think I like to use is because uh -huh. he wasn't just a, a non-believer. He was like an avid, very open and just hardcore atheist who literally went into the Bible, read Bible from the beginning to the end in order to prove that it was nothing more than a book meant to distract and confuse people. And what ended up happening? He ended up proving that the scripture was 100% legit, yes. that God was 100% real, that Jesus literally 100% walked this earth, died on that cross for our own um, benefit so that we had a chance to get into heaven. And now is one of the probably strongest Christians that, that I know. I mean, Jeff definitely up there at the top of that list as well, but he's very a very devout Christian now. Um, that's his yes. favorite topic. That's what he focuses on now. That's what his favorite debating is about now to the point where God took a man who literally like, just against him was completely against Jesus yeah. and God and ended up turning him into one of his greatest warriors. warriors absolutely. So, so we need to remember that we need to keep that in mind. You know, even if it's someone that you've been talking to for 20 years, trying to get him to come around the Christ, it's all in God's time. It's all in Christ's time. And one day that you, you know, like I said, with you just being adamant 
and not being afraid to talk about God, Jesus, and Scripture, even to those people that don't want to hear it, one day that person may shock you. Mm -hmm. And that's why, you know, when, when they talk about the importance of praying for your enemy, and I know it's one of the hardest things we talk about this all the time, how difficult it is to pray for your Pelosi's and your Biden's and your shifts and your evil people overseas that are trying to run this world. I know it's difficult to pray for these people because they're evil and they kill children and they traffic children and they do everything to make our lives miserable and take control of us. But God answers prayers and God can work into the hearts of the Pelosi's. He can work into the hearts of the shifts. He can work into the hearts of the Schumers and all these evil people that, that live on this world. And they can ultimately end up becoming some of our greatest fighters, just like Dustin Nemos did. Yes. Just like Dustin Nemos, where he ended up not only proving God was real, but was like, I have now devoted my life to spreading the gospel, to spreading that word. Pelosi could be that one point because there's there's a, a value in having someone that's on the other side find Christ and mm -hmm. get and become part of our army is that we now have someone on our side that understands their tactics, that understands the evil. And it's so important. That's one thing that, you know, I wish churches would talk more about is they would talk more about the deception in our government, yes. how the government's trying to take control of us and remove God from the equation. I wish they would talk more about Satan and, and the demons and what they do, because it's important to know what your opposing force is about, what they do, what how they utilize what their skills against us. And I watch so many people that are that one of the biggest reasons they don't have God into their heart is because they've been distracted and deceived by everything that's going on in this world. They just need to just have that one person just say the right thing at the right moment in God's time to help wake them up. And then the whole world changes. So never give up on anybody, no matter how adamant they are that God's not real or they don't want to hear it or so forth. Stay in that fight. Cause one day you could be that person that God has chosen to wake them up. And then that person may wake up every other atheist or non-believer in their lives. Like I said, it all starts with one stepping stone at a time. Mm -hmm. And you, yeah, exactly. Matty Poo, keep sowing the seed. That mm -hmm. seed eventually is going to grow. And and I did a video once called, um, that was called uh, Sowing the Seed. Yeah. And it's basically, the, one of the points in it is some seeds you plant and they start growing within days. Some seeds are annual and, mm -hmm. and they may grow once a year, but eventually the seed will grow. And once that seed grows, it grows quick. And once people have that that taste of of how beautiful that relationship with Christ is, it'll yeah. that plant will start growing quick. Mm -hmm. And unlike Spreading. The, exactly, and unlike the Christians of the past, which may have taken their time over, you know, to gain that relationship, build a stronger um, relationship with Christ, have more faith in their life. The Christians, the ones that are becoming Christians today, the ones that are waking up are waking up quick. Quick. They're waking up with a sense of urgency. You know, there's always been a sense of urgency, but no more than right now, I think, because prophecy is starting to unfold. People are realizing how evil this world is. So like I said, don't ever give up. One day you're going to be so surprised. And there's, can you imagine any better feeling than, than doing God's work? And then one day that person who has argued with you for 30 for years, years. <laughs> yeah. about God not being real comes to you and is like, can you teach me more? Can you show me where I need to go in scripture? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like all of a sudden you're just like, wow. You know, talk about riding on on, on cloud oh, nine right. at that point. Yeah. Well, skin in the game says pray for the heartbreakers and the soul tickers. It's a hard it's a it's a tall task. It is a tall task. 
But I mean, we have to keep praying for him. Exactly. You know, and time is short. short. All right, guys. So we're going to go ahead and uh, get into a little prayer. We're going to pray for the heartbreakers and the soul Soul takers. takers. Yeah. So everybody, please bow your heads. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you again for another beautiful day. We are so blessed and so grateful to have you in our lives, dear Lord. And although we have to work every day just to be better people, it's because of you that we are. It's because of that relationship with you that we recognize our faults and our sins now or before we did it. And that's how mending your fences and and becoming a better person always starts with recognizing what you're doing wrong. So thank you, Father. And it's not out of guilt, dear Lord. It's out of love that we try to be better people because we love you and we're thankful that you've had patience with us. So dear Lord, I just ask this during this time that you just give us those subtle reminders each day to pray for the heartbreakers, for those soul takers, dear Lord, because one day, just like me, just like many of us here, we're going to wake up and we're not going to just wake up and be satisfied with just having a relationship with you. We're going to want to serve you in every way that we can. We're going to repent. We're going to build our relationship stronger every day. We're going to get more faith than we ever had, dear Lord, but we're also going to spread that gospel. We're going to try to help people find that narrow path. We're going to introduce them to you, dear Lord, just like someone took the time to introduce us. Dear Lord, you find many ways in every different individual to wake us up at the right time, dear Lord. And then once we do, we realize that you've known us our whole lives. You've been working with us our whole lives. You've had us working for you, and we didn't even realize it in many cases. So dear Lord, now that we do realize, now that we do know that relationship and we understand how important you are and and the blessings you've given us by dying on that cross and giving us that chance of salvation, dear Lord, don't let us just be happy with an A. Let us work for the A+. Let us not just stop short and do what you've asked us to do, dear Lord. Let us do more. Let us find satisfaction in serving you, dear Lord. Before I had no meaning in my life, dear Lord, it was eat, sleep, work, and repeat. And that got so old and I would wake up and go, oh, I've got to do it again. But since I have you in my life, since I accepted you into my heart, life has been meaningful and it's because of you, because we have a job, dear Lord, not one that we just go to, to get paid. We don't get paid for this one until we get into heaven, dear Lord. And I'm thankful for that. But dear Lord, you've given us sense and meaning because now we've got a purpose in our lives. And that is not only to work harder in our own lives and our family's lives, to become better Christians, to become better followers of Christ and to do right. Dear Lord, we want that for other people as well. So we do, we spread that gospel from county to county, state to state, country to country, nation to nation, dear Lord. And we do that because we love you. So dear Lord, let us hone the skills that you have given us throughout our whole lives, even before we knew who you were, even before we accepted you into our heart, dear Lord. You were working in our lives, preparing us for the moment we're in now. Dear Lord, we could have been alive in the 1100s, the 1200s, but you chose us to be alive right here, right now, today, so that we could fight this great battle between good and evil for you, with you. So dear Lord, thank you for choosing us, dear Lord. Let us know and always be reminded that we're always going to be protected. You're always going to get us through the missions that you have set us forth, dear Lord. And you don't abandon us once you send us on that and then you meet us at the finish line. You're there with us every moment of every day. And I thank you. You answer every prayer, dear Lord, that we pray. And yet we still ask for prayers instead of just going ahead and thank you for answering those prayers, which we know that you will. And I'm thankful for that. Dear Lord, thank you for bringing us all together and having places, multiple places, dear Lord, to come together and speak of you, 
talk about you talk about the scripture the importance of that salvation in our lives dear lord you remove the the bad eggs from our lives dear lord and you fill us with family what you have done right here dear lord with the people in this chat with the people that are listening later and all the other shows that you have people and all the other ways that you have people standing up and serving you and thank you dear lord thank you for not all sending us on the same task but putting us on different tasks for the same mission and dear lord don't let us get caught up when other people tell us what our tasks need to be let us learn to listen to you so that we follow what you want us to do, not what other people are telling us to do. Dear Lord, let us all realize that we are all on our separate missions for the same big mission. Let us be ready for that battlefield, dear Lord, and let us have no fear. As the devil spends every day trying to put fear into our lives because he wants to keep us from becoming what we are meant to be, dear Lord, take away the evil, the temptation, and all of those doubts that the devil tries to put into our lives, dear Lord. Let us always have confidence in everything that we do when we're doing it for you. Dear Lord, if we do enter a real battlefield at some point with bullets flying past our heads, let us have no fear, knowing that even if we were to die on that battlefield, we died serving you, dear Lord, just like you died serving your father. Dear Lord, continue to work on us our lives. Continue to give us every bit of artillery that we need, dear Lord. Let us never go to the swords first. On those days, dear Lord, we become angry. Change that anger into righteous anger, dear Lord. Let us do right. Let us always try to diffuse everything before we go to that sword, dear Lord, but never let us be afraid to pull that sword if that time comes. Father, thank you. Thank you for everything big and everything little you have brought into our lives. Thank you for the humility that you bring into our lives, removing the ego that we've had, dear Lord, and realizing that nothing on this earth that we do is without you. Nothing great that we do on this earth is without you. Everything that we do here is because of you, and we're thankful. In Jesus Christ's name and our Heavenly Father's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Beautiful prayer. Thank you. Well, Livin, thank you so much for another show, and uh, thank all of you guys. We love you very, very much, and we're so grateful to be with you every night, and that you would spend even just a moment on those that were here now, those that are coming in later. We love all your contributions that you put into the chat. And we love you with all of our hearts. We are just grateful to be part of this family. Like I said, mm -hmm. God removes the bane, the poison from your lives, and he fills it with beauty. He fills it with people that are, are like you, that are going to encourage you to be better people and not just getting caught up. Like I said, we've all had times in our lives where we had to be humbled by God and we didn't understand at the time, but we understand now. And guess what, guys? There may be a time coming up where we get humbled again. But at least now we just can automatically thank God for that, that lesson, that opportunity. And then we move forward just to become better people. But I want to thank you for watching Kilted, listening to Kilted Christian episode 490, getting your house in order. Um, make sure to catch up with Jay Wu and find out all the information about their upcoming show. I am so proud of you. Um, you guys are amazing. And uh, I'm always here to help. So even if it's in the middle of the show, if you have a problem, if I'm not, I'll be probably listening anyways, but if not, just text me and Jay Wu, I am there for you. I love you and congratulations and good luck going forward, Jim as well. Guys, I love you very, very much. We'll see you tomorrow night for Kilted Christian episode 491. In the meantime, we leave you with this. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light but so proudly we held at the twilight's last gleaming 
and bright stars through the perilous fight or the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming and the rockets Have a beautiful rest of your evening. Thank you for listening to Kilted Christian episode 490, Getting Your House in Order. I love you all that are here. I love you all that will be listening to later on. We will see you tomorrow evening. But in the meantime, go find some peanut butter pie. That's what I'm thinking about right now. Thank you, Maddie Pooh. Thanks a lot. But anyways, guys, we are very, very fortunate. We're fortunate enough to be here together. We're fortunate enough to how this ends. God wins. So fear not. Stress not. Let go of the anxiety keep in prayer, 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 spread that gospel from nation to nation. We're going to get through this just fine. We need to unify, not divide. And that means bringing our enemies over to this army so we can just make God's army stronger every day. Guys, I love you very, very much. We will see you tomorrow evening for episode 491 of Kilted Christian. In the meantime, God bless.